Hey everyone, it's John from Vacation Rentals with John. So I was looking at a market data report from summer 2023 showing the big winners and the big losers in vacation rental markets. This report was showing rev par changes and it was done by local destination data. Um, so I was really shocked that my market, Osceola, Florida, which is Disney World, has a 27% decline year over year. And this is a completely different short-term rental data set. So it is showing that some markets are way more heavily hit than other STR markets. Now, this data set is showing that overall in the United States vacation rental market, we had a 16.8% real terms decline in revenue per available rental RevPAR this summer. And it's also concluding that not all vacation rental managers are experiencing this kind of slowdown. This is an average figure across the entire U.S. market, and no two businesses, no two markets are exactly the same. So there can be a property manager or company or individual that is way outperforming this number, and this isn't true all the way across the board, but this is the average. This is actually what's going on. So you're going to have outliers on the high end who are just crushing it, and you're going to have people on the extremely low end who are going out of business because we have an average of a 16.8% real terms decline in the whole United States. Now, this data report's actually coming from Key Data Dashboard. Okay, so you can go to keydatadashboard.com to see their methodology um, under their destination data tab. And that's where you can find out about how they conduct this research and how they pull year on year data for the best and worst performing vacation rental markets across the United States. So they pulled this from the beginning of June and the end of August, as of August 23rd each year. There's a huge gap between the top and bottom performers, but some locations have plenty to celebrate because they're doing extremely well, like in Ector, Texas, Red Park grew actually 29%. And that compares with a 14.1% fall to $115 per night for the US as a whole, not adjusted for inflation. So some markets are actually very standout. Oconee in Georgia had a 14% change year over year. Virginia Beach had a 6% increase. Eddie, New Mexico, 6% increase. And Ore, Colorado, a 5% increase. Now, here are the losers. The bottom ones in my markets in the losers. Um, or- Orleans Parish in Louisiana, that's a 38% decline year over year. That's huge. That's almost half. So that's a huge decline in Red Park. Travis, Texas, 34% decline. Osceola, Florida, my market, 27%. Those numbers hurt. They hurt my feelings, but a 27% decline. And we have Hawaii as a whole, the island of Hawaii having a 23% year-over-year decline. And San Bernardino, California had a 23% decline. So it really is dependent on the market. Some markets are just crushing it this year, and some markets are doing horrendously, horrendously bad. So it just depends where you're located. And it doesn't mean because you're located in a bottom market that you're going to do bad because there are standout performers in any market, even a down one. Now, I wouldn't base investment decisions on who's a hot market, who's not a hot market, because this changes year to year. You might look at these top markets and say, hey, I should go invest there. And then next year, that same market is a bottom market because that flock to attractive pricing actually got everyone over there and that actually made it more saturated. So you don't want to base investment decisions on what's hot this year. You want to base investment decisions on what's sustainable over the long term and definitely buy in a place that you actually want to own in long term. 
Because if you don't want to own there, it's not worth just jumping on a fad. Definitely not. You'll regret it later. Crazy thing I see happening in Orlando is everyone's under this huge assumption that just because Mickey Mouse is here, that people are going to continue to come year after year. And it's true. People travel for the mouse. I love the mouse. I take my whole family to see the, the mouse. But the fact is, demand changes year to year. In some years, they're crushing it. So many tourists are flocking there because they have a new roller coaster, a new ride, a new attraction. But some years like this year, it just kind of sucks. I mean, people aren't really showing up. The weather in Florida was super hot this year. Uh, we had storms. The economy sucks. So with all of those factors, people are not traveling like they used to. And then we also have the ability to travel over the world. Like there was so much red tape before you couldn't travel to Europe, you couldn't travel to some economies. And now you can because COVID, um, the COVID restrictions are, are over. So that basically opens up the whole world for travel. And that means Mickey Mouse wasn't so popular this year. So you don't want to base it on the assumption that, hey, you know, because this area is popular and there's always tourists, it's always going to be busy. While it's true, it's always going to be busy. If there's so many vacation rental owners in one area, it's going to be even harder to stand out because everyone's trying to do the same thing. I'm always browsing listings to see competition, right? In Airbnb, verbalbooking.com, you name it, I'm looking there. And everyone does the same exact design. Like there's, there's Mickey Mouse comforters, uh, Mickey Mouse uh, prints on the wall. Every bedroom looks exactly the same. But the problem is when the interior decorator or the owner actually does this design, they actually think that they're doing something different. But if you look at like the, the last 60 listings or the first 60 listings on any platform, all those bedrooms look the same. And it's not really a huge differentiating factor having bedrooms like that. You need to do something truly remarkable. So if you're going to go theme room, you need to go all the way. Like I was on TikTok and I saw a Harry Potter house and there's several of these now. Doing a Harry Potter house, it's not a new concept. It was a couple of years ago when the Wizarding World came out. But now there's over 20 Harry Potter houses that are extremely well done with props, with the, the dragon breathing smoke, uh, with the, the railroad as a bed. So all those things have been done already. It's just doing it better than who's doing it. So on TikTok, you could see some really cool theme homes and you can see how they go over the top and that would make you different. And people would pay a premium for that. Although that premium is trending downwards in terms of rev par over time because you know, the economy is the economy, um, supply and demand economics are supply and demand economics, but truly standing out and having a world-class product, you will get paid, you will get booked. You just really need to find a way to set yourself apart. And if the home is Instagrammable or TikTokable and you have a way to really show off your best features on social media, you will be able to generate direct traffic. Like social media grows like wildfire and you don't have to rely 100% on platforms. If you have a kick-ass social media strategy or you hire someone to do it, right? So if these numbers scare you, if you see this decline in ref bar as a scary thing, don't because you can't control it, right? You already purchased a property. If you're already there, you can't control if your market's a good one or a bad one. You just need to do a better job at standing out. And if your current design and experience is not meeting that mark, it's time to change it up a little bit, shake it up, add some spice in there. Because it's a sunk cost. Like whatever you've done up to this point, if it's not working, you do need to change course and you do need to re-envision the kind of experience you want to give to your guests in hopes that you can attract new guests and get them to keep coming back. Because if the house is the same and no one's booking it and, and your price is going lower and lower and lower, you can't sustain that forever. You need to change course and do something dramatically different if you want to win.
in this business. Now, this podcast episode, I'm in no way endorsing or saying that the key data dashboard data is 100%. I have issues with every data set and they're doing the best job they can with their own methodology, right? Like AirDNA does a pretty awesome standout job at what they do. All the rooms does a great job at what they do. Key data does a good job at what they do. But every single way of gathering data, sampling data, and interpreting it is different. So I'm not saying that these numbers, just because they set them, I believe them, right? Like I have to do my own statistical analysis based on the data that I have for my market. Um, but it's, it's a pretty good indicator of what's going on as a whole, because maybe the number in Osceola isn't that low, right? Like it's saying here, we're having a 27% decline. I'm not seeing that decline in my own businesses. I'm seeing a decline, but not that much of a decline. But some people I know are seeing a way greater decline year over year. So these numbers don't actually look too far off. So I, I do give them some credit. The numbers don't look like they're far off, even though this is kind of scary to look at. It, it's, it's true that this year has gone, gone through a huge decline in RevPAR and a huge decline in occupancy compared to years past. So to sum this up, don't let this scare you. Don't let trends scare you, data scare you. It's important to know what's going on and to be aware of it, but it doesn't change the game plan. We still have to come up with a bomb experience for our guests so that they can have an experience like no other. And if we do that right, and we handle the hospitality side and the guest service side the right way, we will have a growing list of repeat guests. And even in a bad economy, we can do things to improve our business and enhance the performance of our short-term rentals, regardless of it's an up economy or down economy. Yeah, it's a little bit scary when we have two bookings instead of five. It's a little bit scary when we need to dip into our own savings to cover mortgage, right? Those things are all no bueno. However, it's important to note that not every year and not every month is going to be a good one. In this business goes through cycles, it goes through seasons, and it's completely okay to have a down month. When you go to the gym, you might have a week that you're just not feeling it, like your body hurts, you know, you're not eating as well, you're not as motivated, right? But you can't let that week derail your progress for the whole year because you'll fall off the wagon. It's the same thing here. Sometimes when times are good, we're super motivated. We're all in. We talk about this business like it's going to grow at that rate forever. But when we do have a setback, we start to trash talk it, saying Airbnb is not what it once was. Verbo is not what it once was. They're turning their back on host. Um, dealing with guests is crazier than ever. The economy is horrible. We can't blame everyone. I know there's changes that we're uncomfortable with, but we can't blame everyone for our failures. At the end of the day, we're responsible for a short-term rental. And we have the full power to do warm outreach and reach out to complete strangers to form a pipeline to get leads. There's reliable systems that you can use to do this. Ask yourself, how much content are you posting on social? Are you, are you on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram with your vacation rental? If you've never posted a TikTok, if you've never done an Instagram post, if you've never posted your rental on Facebook, that's a good place to start and then double down on it. Maybe not expose yourself to every platform at once because you'll be extremely diluted in your effort, but focus on one platform and crush it because you'll have leads coming from there that you don't have to pay Airbnb for, right? And it doesn't cost you anything to set this up. It's completely free except for your time. So it's starting there. Ask yourself, are you doing content? And if you're not doing content, how can you do more of it? How can you create systems in your life where you can make more content so that your business succeeds? And it's the same, not just in the short-term rental business, but any business you run, you need to make content so people can be aware 
of what you have to offer and what you're selling. So there's content and there's a need to tell people about your property, doing that outreach, whether it's warm outreach or cold outreach, how many people know about your property? And you need systems in your business, whether it's you that does it or a co-host or someone that works with you, reliable systems that are done every day to introduce your property to complete strangers. Because the more you do that, the more you can build the pipeline, the more leads that will come into your pipeline and the more bookings you ultimately will have. An example of my business, when I started, I didn't know how to get leads. Like I, I knew I wanted to service thousands of Airbnb hosts, but I didn't know how I was going to get the word out. It's expensive to just run Google ads. Like It's not the cheapest thing at all. So I had to find any way imaginable to get my business seen so I could grow, so I can achieve scale. Right. So what I thought about was, how can I get people to find out about my business and how can I create systems out of that? I'll dive more into how I accomplished this because I know it would be super valuable for your short-term rental business if you followed a similar template to what I did. Um, but I, I use Monday as a content day. So on Monday, I created all my content. On Tuesday, I did all of my outreach for the week. On Wednesday, I focused on doing a newsletter. And on Thursday, I focused on follow-up from leads that didn't commit and so on and so on and so on. And I compartmentalized my growth that way. In your own short-term rental business, it doesn't need to be as complicated. You can dedicate an hour, just one hour every day to each of the things you need to do. You could have one hour creating uh, content, one hour reaching out to past guests, one hour reaching out to people on Facebook. Now, where I'm going with this is all these small habits, you'll find out what works very quickly and what works so you can double down on it and create systems around this. And as you scale your vacation rental business, and add more properties, you know what systems work and what systems you need to train your employees on and what systems you need to train your freelancers on so that you can actually scale your business and grow your portfolio. And if you just have one property, you're just keeping it that way. It's more about creating a sustainable habit, just like going to the gym that you can keep doing that keeps producing results and it keeps bringing bookings onto your calendar. Just sitting and waiting for Airbnb to say, hey, you have a confirmed reservation. That works to an extent. Maybe you'll get 50% occupied, 60% occupied, but to get to that 80 to 90% occupancy rate at a good nightly rate, you actually need to be way more active than just passively waiting for bookings to come in from the platform. And that's not to say just, oh, make a direct booking website. People are going to come there. That doesn't work that way. You have to find out what works in your market, what works with your unique skill set. But ultimately, the big picture here is you need to actually take charge of letting people know you have an awesome vacation rental property. And if that doesn't come naturally to you, you can learn the skill. Anyone can learn it. It's just putting time in, just like learning a language. If you're going to learn Spanish, you have to put that time in at 30 minutes a day at first and increase it to one hour a day and eventually get the fluency. So this, even if this is a first short-term rental business you did, the more you put the reps into this, the more you're going to see the business change for you, you're going to see more bookings, you're going to see more rental income, and it's going to give you the confidence to go even further than you ever imagined. I hope this content was helpful. If you like the content I'm creating and you want to help me make more of it for you, please leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or whatever platform you enjoy listening on. Doing that helps me promote the show and get it in front of more listeners and to keep the show moving. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I created that so we can make friends, we can network, we can fellowship, and we can support each other so we can all grow our vacation rental businesses. Anything that may come to your mind, like a question that you have about hosting, uh, an uncomfortable situation you're dealing with, just share it in the group, comment. People will help you there. I know I will. And until next time, friends, take care 
And as always, stay booked.